All right, it's morning huddle time. Good morning. You, no, I'm not saying it works. I wish you Godspeed. Godspeed with all of that. I think that's really, really nice. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure what kind of success you're going to have with that today because the world, my friend, has changed. Right. Latin American construction workers, they have different needs. They have completely different These needs. These awards have a huge... Um, like criteria that you have to fill out and they usually have a community service or community relations portion of, uh, you know the most productive uh, with a high performance value um, and you know sometimes it's 11 o'clock at night yeah. funny isn't uh, yeah I, not not for me not for uh, me at 11 o'clock i am guaranteed to be snoring so so um... <laughs> Good morning. It's morning huddle time. Chad Prinky here with our guest, Jennifer Spruill. Stacey Holzinger is enjoying one of the joys of live uh, uh, you know, streaming podcast shows where she's got a broken garage door and figuring out how to get the kid out of the house, uh, <laughs> scrambling all at once. So Jennifer, Stacey will be joining us at some point, she assures, but you know, it might be like uh, with three minutes to go and her hair could be all over the place and she could be a panicky. I rat. wish I'd known. I've, I've dealt with the same thing myself. I could have given her some tips. Yeah, all right. Here's the walkthrough. <laughs> yes. First press button A. Yeah. She's, she's like the garage door is broke. I don't know what to do to get out of yeah. the house. Like it's, uh, you know, uh, the wonders of technology. Uh, so, okay. So J Jennifer Sproul's with us. Jennifer is with the Maryland Center for Construction, Education and Innovation or MC. C E I. Uh-huh. Boom. But uh, uh so um and and you know Jennifer's uh really focused on helping the industry uh in, in lots of different ways, but uh the workforce development need is uh front and center for you. So we're gonna dive into that. But before we do, Jennifer, tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been there? Uh, you know, what, what's your what's your sort of background, your story? Give us a little bit of background. Yeah, so I've been with MCCI just over two years. I joined uh, mid-pandemic. I I changed jobs and bought a new house all the, within a month of each other, like a crazy person. But so I've been in the industry uh, since for 22 years now. Um, wow. Yeah, so I started off in marketing uh, for Whiting Turner. Um, and was there for a few years and then got a chance to move into operations for another general contractor. And I've just been in the industry ever since and never thought I'd be here, but absolutely love it. Well, that's going to be a little bit of a theme later on, I think, right? Is that, is that there's a, there are a lot of people who don't know it right now, but who are going to be in the construction industry. And I think that's a part of what, um, you know, happened to you by accident, but that maybe yep. we want to help people to help that to happen a little bit more intentionally. Exactly. Where are you located in the world? Um, I'm in the Hereford zone of Baltimore County. Up north. Uh-huh. We get Very all good. the snow. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm real close to you, but it's, uh, we're dealing with the, uh, uh, I, I was telling my wife, I'm building an ark. Yeah. Um, just, just in case we're up to six days and six nights, we might as well just be on the safe side. You don't want to start on the ark when it's too late. Uh <laughs> It's uh, we were uh, if they say that the rain's gonna stop eventually, but uh, as we were talking just before, I it was so funny. You said uh, soccer practice is canceled for the third time yeah. in a row. Yes, it's been um, kind of nice. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I, I was just like, it comes with small benefits. Like, okay, it's been nothing but rainy and dr 
but it has been kind of nice to not have to run out at you know, soccer practice. Though I have one kid uh, in soccer and another in ice hockey. Ice hockey um, does not yeah. close. So, yeah, uh, neither has cheerleading. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll be doing our thing as per usual. Um, all right. So, so let's dig into this uh, thing a little bit. Talk a little, uh, I guess, first off, um, we've had uh, conversations on the morning huddle before several different occasions about workforce development and, and the issues and the need. Uh, so we don't need to necessarily go you know, into a deep dive because I do think our audience is pretty familiar with the general concept that there are way more uh, jobs and there's way, way more need available than we have qualified people to fill those uh, roles. So um, with that, I guess I'll toss it over to you and, and ask, how do you define what, what I know you've uh, taken to calling the workforce puzzle in construction. Mm-hmm. How, how do you define that? So the puzzle is there's not one reason why we've gotten to the situation. Um, there's lots of reasons why there's not enough people in this industry. And we think there's therefore not one answer to filling our pipeline and mm. to fixing the broken pipeline. So we think it obviously... Um, there's the education of youth and their parents about the opportunities that exist in the industry. Yep. And we have a million ways that we're doing that. Um, there's the industry and the changes that we need to make um, to make ourselves more attractive um, and maybe just even change the message that we're talking about the industry. There's not too much um there's a million reasons to be in this industry and a lot of people don't realize that it's, you know, not just swinging a hammer or digging a ditch, um, that you can have an office job and a four-year degree in this industry. Um, and then it's just about fixing the systems to get people into careers in the adult environment. So when it comes to our education system, government and whatnot, so MCCI is trying to hit it from all fronts. Yeah. So, so uh, you talk about the youth, the, and that's one stream, right, of of potential people to enter into the workforce. But I, I, I think that you know, one of the things that I appreciate that you you've got an eye on is that that's not just that's not the only stream that we're Absolutely. looking at for people to enter into the building industry. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So I think their career changers um, are one thing that we need to be. Um, honing in on in the industry. There's a lot of people unhappy in their current jobs right now in America, and they have transferable skills that the the industry needs to capitalize on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I, I have this experience every time I, you know, run into someone in, I don't know, uh, hospitality, right? If I, if I walk into a hotel or I walk into a restaurant and I look around, I, I do, I can't help it. I do like a quick scan of the people and I'm like, you know, I bet you there are some people in this room who, you know, with uh, somebody to show them a path yep. would be interested in doing something that um, paid a lot more, that, you know, came with uh, a level of stability, maybe that they're not getting from tips alone. Benefits. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just... There's, there's, um, so I think that there's an aspect of that as well, which is, as you said, you know, getting people interested in career changes. So, so if we've got the youth on what, let me put it this way. I think, I think what I'm hearing you say is 
that we're that you're approaching this issue from two different angles. One is looking at the potential market, mm-hmm. right, of of people who could uh, join the industry now and into the future, and then number two is looking at inside, looking at ourselves yeah. uh, in the in the in the construction industry and saying, what are we doing to make this a place that is um, see that feels like a more viable, more interesting, more exciting option uh, to those candidates. What do you think? What do you think we're doing that's off brand right now? <laughs> right, like that if we're if we're doing something that's like damaging the brand, what's damaging the brand? Uh, so, I mean, I think the fact that. To get into construction, most people you hear, a lot of us got into the industry because of someone we knew. So I don't think we're necessarily branching outside of our current demographic in the people that we're reaching for. Um, We're often going to, you know, somebody who's the dad or uncle or whatever worked there. Um, So as an industry, I don't think we're actually trying really hard to reach new markets. And I would say there's probably some toxic masculinity going on uh, in this How industry. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> that, um, that isn't, a, I wouldn't say it's not a bad thing to be, um, you know, an aggressive industry or anything like that. But to make it a little more friendly um, to women and minorities um, would probably not just help uh, the women and minorities feel um, more accepted here, but also help like the mental health of everybody that's already in this industry. Cause we know that's a huge problem as well. Oh my, there's so much in there, uh, Jennifer. I've got so many thoughts banging around. So, so let me, I, I think first off, I, I, I have to say, you know, Oh, Hey, here's Stacy. My gosh. Welcome. Stacey. Hey. <laughs> How are you? Hi guys. Hey, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, keep rolling. But so, you know, uh, Jennifer just made this comment about you know th- things that the construction industry can do or or has been doing that makes us a little bit off brand, right? It makes it makes the building industry less attractive to potential candidates. And so we talked about uh, you know, um, first off, just plain and simple, we're we're not putting a cohesive. We're not we're not working hard. I guess we're not doing well. We probably working hard. We're not doing well at, at, at overall branding to the audience, right? So that's one thing. Yeah, Jennifer? Yeah, absolutely. And then the other, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I mean, I'm seeing comments here and I completely agree. We, we don't do enough, a great enough job promoting the diversity of careers in this industry. The fact that um, every one of us is in construction and not one of us is using a tool, right? Right. Um, and that's been my whole career. I've been on job sites, never used a tool. So the fact that we are not changing, we're not promoting that, we're not promoting the technological aspects of the industry, the fact that you could be um, in software and be in construction. We're not promoting any of that yeah. effectively. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. And I think along those lines, I want to I talk about that one first. It, one of the things that we have to, uh, in the construction industry, we have to look at 
um, in comparison, perhaps, to other industries that are doing this, you know, well or you know, doing a better job of branding and telling the story and, and what are all the opportunities out there and getting people interested and excited, all that type of stuff. One of the challenges that I think that, that, that construction faces is that the average construction company is very small mm-hmm. and that um, the average construction company does not have big marketing budgets or branding resources. And that um, for all of the good that they do, I, and, I, and I know that they do lots of good, there are um, many various and sundry and disparate uh, uh, industry organizations, yours being one of them, but you know, all over the place, lots of different industry organizations. And I don't see enough collaboration between industry associations and organi- organizations that are, are you know, trying to pull resources and brand collectively, and each one sort of has its mission, right? This one's representing that. This one's representing these values. This one's representing that governmental interest, and you know th- those different types of things. So, so w- what path do you see forward for uh, fixing the branding issue? How can we how can we develop a more cohesive story and a story that? Uh, talks about all the things you were talking about, you know, the, 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 the lots of different opportunities inside the construction industry that not everybody needs to be carrying a wrench or a hammer. Um, how do we fix the branding? What would you, what so, would you do? Today? Honestly, this is why MCCI was founded in 2009. The industry came together and said, uh, we need to do something about our branding. Um, so we came up with this organization or we came up with a brand called Build Your Path. Um, it is focused on careers in the built environment we have a guidebook that we give to every high school in Maryland, Delaware, DC, Northern Virginia that talks about careers in the built environment. It is supported by industry. Um, we wouldn't be able to get it out. It's very expensive to print magazines, so we wouldn't be able to get it out if it wasn't paid for by um, by the ABC chapters, the unions, by the um, community colleges, and by um, industry. So industry is stepping up in Maryland to help change that narrative. Uh, and then we, we build, um, we have a podcast in which we interview people in the industry to talk about their careers, to try and change that narrative. Uh, and then we have video series that we do as well. Um, they're all on our YouTube channel. So that's one way. Um, if we got everyone in the industry behind us, I think we could be way more effective. We're a nonprofit, um, a staff of three and a budget of like $400,000 a year. There's not a whole, whole lot I can do with that kind of money, but um, we're hoping uh, that we'll be getting some more funding um, with the new administration coming in um, in the state. But that right there is putting all the collective effort. We're a statewide organization. We're yeah. here. We are founded under Governor Governor O'Malley to help this entire industry in the state. So, and I'm seeing my camera flicker. Oh, you're good. As long um, as, yeah, stay still. Just- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think as long as we, if we were to all get behind, because we do have multiple industry organizations as part of MCCI and as yeah. sponsors of ours. So we're here as an, we're non-denominational. We're not pro merit shop, pro union. Right. We're not, we're for the entire AEC industry. We are pro getting people into this exactly. industry and helping them to be successful in this industry. Everyone has um, available jobs and everyone, everyone is offering great opportunities. And I know one of the things that you're particularly passionate about is attracting women to the industry, yes. which may be a bridge into our second topic, right? But, but you know, to the second issue that you called out. But 
But getting getting women into the industry, you said something you know in, in a previous conversation between us that really stuck out to me, which is that if you can't see it, you can't be it. If you if you haven't had exposure to it, if you're not really hearing that story, you can't really imagine yourself or you know uh, uh, you know kind of put yourself in the place um, in that role in the future. So maybe um, talk about what what needs to be done to better attract women into the industry. Oh my gosh, what is now happening? It's bad. Are you better? Are you might? I bet I'm you're like, the I don't know what's happening. I'm so sorry. It's uh, all but, good. Hey, it's, yeah, uh, it's live. It's what is we not do. my friend today. Uh, but so, you know, in the industry, um, I, I honestly think one of the things that we are doing is getting um, guest speakers into um, schools in Maryland. And we have a guest speaker program that if you reach out to me afterwards, we can sign you up. Um, I want to get as diverse of a pool of people in the industry as possible so that when a teacher in, you know, Garrett County says to me, I've got a classroom full of young girls that are interested in architecture. I can send a female architect that lives in Garrett County to that school and have them talk to them. And I, I just want to make sure that whoever is talking to the students is someone they can relate to um, yeah. so that they see in themselves success. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I, I, I think, so I, I want to bring it back to that, uh, that, that thought of, you know, what culturally, right, maybe the construction industry has some vestiges of, uh, you know, a different time that, you know, and, and, and maybe is a little bit behind, uh, you know, some of the curve or, or the norms when it comes to, and I'm seeing one of the comments here, the, the idea of uh, being male dominated yeah. versus pl- male uh, populated. Um, male, I'm male sorry. Populated is better than male dominated. So I say, I mean, I was trying, I don't normally describe it as toxic masculinity, but I was trying to get you a little excited there, Chad. <laughs> you did it. Yeah, I was. Uh, no, I look, I, 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 but I think here's, here's what I, my opinion for whatever it's worth. I think that um, there is, that there are some pretty uh, toxic, beha- that, that there are some pretty toxic behaviors that are actually uh, totally glossed over. Yeah. Like things that we, that we, that people don't actually don't even really recognize uh, as problematic. And maybe that's the term I'll use because I don't want to carry whatever, you know, political baggage might come with that term because that's not, that's not the intent. And I know that's not your intent, certainly not mine. Um, But I do think that there are some problematic uh, things uh, that, you know, uh, when when you walk into a, a, you know, construction company, depending on where you are, you know, in, in the world, if you do see female employees, Oftentimes you see it's, they're all, you know, in the bookkeeping uh, department or they're all, you know, they're all in the, in the HR department. Those are important jobs. And frankly, mm-hmm. women are probably in a lot of cases, I, there's a reason they're there. They, they were probably better suited, not because they're women, but these people were probably better suited to do those jobs, but you don't necessarily see as many of them in project management roles or in estimating roles or you know, like that kind of stuff. And that is changing. It is changing. But, mm-hmm. Right. But, but, but we're, but we are ex- exposed to a lot of that stuff. So if you're a woman and you're walking into that environment very quickly, if you walk into that business, that's, you know, every female in the, in the building is on this side of the building. Mm-hmm. Right. And on this side of the building, it's only men. Um, that's something that we, I don't know, maybe it may be something that makes you feel like, am I allowed 
is this is this okay for me? I don't know. I'm not I'm not a woman, but I can imagine this, that that might. No, be it is. I mean, I've been the first person to take maternity leave at a company before. Um, right. It is not an easy path to take um, if you're the first to do something. Um, it takes a strong person to to go through that often, and it takes um, a special company often to make sure that they're being equitable in how they treat treat all their employees, regardless of their gender um, or race or anything like that. Um, we all have unconscious biases that we don't know about. Um, and it's not because you're a bad person. It's just because you're just, I mean, for example, I have been at companies before where I was the only non-admin female. And on admin day, they gave me flowers in addition <laughs> to else because they felt like they had, like they didn't want to leave me out. But also I was like, mm, I'm not an admin. So it's like this weird. Totally. Uh, Well-meaning. They were not. Totally. Yeah. That wasn't, there was, that wasn't rude. It was just. <laughs> no. Yeah. So oh I gosh. think there's a little bit of that going on. Um, and honestly, like we, we discussed before, a lot of it is not um, anything like nobody tries to act bad towards each other on purpose. Yeah. But if we were to change our um, our culture just enough that people feel healthy and safe at work, it would help overcome this horrific um, stats we have on mental health in the construction industry. Right okay. Now. So, so I think that's fair. I, I think, I think there is a connection there. And I think that overall th this idea that if we work hard to make, uh, the construction industry and our companies mm -hmm. be places where people can feel safe and healthy inside those environments that, you know, not, not safe and healthy for women, or safe and healthy for minorities, but safe and healthy for everybody. Everyone, everybody. <laughs> safe and healthy for everybody. Then we're we're going to actually be trying, you know, addressing, uh, you know, a, a lot of issues there. Now, I got to say it. I I know other people who are watching or thinking it or listening or thinking it is that the construction industry is a hard industry. Mm -hmm. When I say a hard industry, what I mean is it's fast paced, it's high impact, and big decisions and big money are on the line. And, uh, and, and, you know, things can change in an instant and people's lives are on the line. It's, it's a yep. safety related, right? So I, I, I think there, there are aspects that, that of, of our culture around all that stuff that, that actually make us who we are, that it's, that there's a reason that, you know, as a consultant that I don't work in the industry, but I work on the industry, that this is the only industry I work on. It's because these are the people I get. It's the world I understand. It's, it's, it's a pace that I like. It's a blue collar mentality of hard work that I appreciate. And, um, and so I think it's just important for us to find the 90% of that's good. Maybe 10% of it uh, is, is actually problematic. And, and to identify those things that make people overly stressed, uh, right? Mm -hmm. Feel per singled out or, or, or under particular pressure. Because at the end of the day, we don't want an industry that's, that's actually making people unwell. No. And there's been a lot of research done in the last probably five years or so on that. The Center for uh, Prevention of Construction Suicide um, is a nonpartisan, again, resource with free resources that any company can go to online. I think it's preventconstructionsuicide.org. 
org or .com. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but there's a million resources out there that you can. I've seen in comments, men don't know how to talk about their feelings, whatever. We know that, right? Most of it. But, but as, a, as a company, even without an HR department, there's free resources out there. You can do toolbox talks and whatnot to make your company feel a little better. And it's not a because it's the right thing to do or thing it can help your bottom line. Uh, if you're not losing um, time to people with mental illness, I mean, depression and mental illness cost the average American um, business millions of dollars every year. Well, as an industry, not the whole individual business. We, but we're losing, we're losing people to other industries because of it. And yeah. And, I, and I'm personally, you know, helping some of my clients with just that issue where they're saying, what are we doing to create a healthier environment here? Because we literally have people leaving and going to other industries, not our competition, but leaving the industry, taking big pay cuts because the pressure is, you know, too, too high or the, the, you know, the, the stress level is out of control. It's typically not uh, for, for, you know, it's typically not, it's toxic, but right. it, it, it is, there's something in there that certainly isn't healthy. You know, there's yeah. something in there that certainly isn't healthy. And, and I, anyway, I, th I think we can do better. And I'm glad to hear that those resources are out there. So, so I want to, I want to, um, because we're running out of time, amazingly, uh, I want to shift gears into if I'm, so if I'm, uh, listening to this or watching this and I'm saying, look, I'm bought in to solving the workforce puzzle. I'm bought into being better at this stuff, but I'm also, I have 23 employees. Mm -hmm. I have, right. I have, you know, I have, I, I don't have an HR department. I don't have, you know, all these different uh, types of resources. Where would you steer them to, to, to make a difference in their company and to contribute uh, both to what we're trying to accomplish in the industry and reap rewards from what they're contributing in, in terms of elevating, you know, the, the quality, the number of and quality of, of, of uh, you know, qualified candidates? Well, uh, one thing is if they're local to Maryland, we have an um, upcoming symposium on October 27th at College Park where we're going to be talking about that. And we have leaders from the industry talking about what their companies are doing around all of these things, around DEI, around recruitment and retention, around investing in the future workforce, and then around mental health. Um, our keynote speaker is Tebow Vanekin. Super excited um, to have gotten him. He's a local, uh, I guess, hero in the the industry for us. Um, and then we have, um, additionally, we've got a webinar series that we've been putting on. Again, talking about these same things about the culture in your company, um, DEI, um, investing in training in your employees, and how, um, and then apprenticeships and how you can utilize those even in um, non-skilled trades um, ways too. So there's lots of resources that we've created um, as, an in, as an organization to help companies because we know the majority of construction firms are small businesses. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. And, and, and so that's wonderful. Um, good list of things there. And, and, uh, do you do you happen to know if there if you have counterparts in in different states across the country? Is, are there other yes. resources that you would steer people toward there? There are. Um, I don't have a list of them off the top of my head, but if um, you're in another state and want to know, I can you know send me an email and I can absolutely connect you to someone. Okay, cool. Uh, is it okay if they touch base with you on LinkedIn? Is that something yeah. that you would? Okay, Perfect. cool. Yeah. Good. Um, so uh, my biggest takeaway, and then I, and I want to turn it over to. 
Stacy for, for your audience and stuff. Uh, but my biggest takeaway to this point is, um, and I'm really, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say, I'm kind of having this awareness in this uh, conversation with you, Jennifer, that, that um, you know, we are, we're, we're, we're often trying to solve our workforce development problems on a company by company level by focusing purely on the pipeline of candidates and, and sort of uh, saying, you know, well, we just need to get the word out. We got to talk to more kids. We got to get into schools and all those things are fair. And by the way, I think the, the, the focus that I've really seen on that in the past five years or so from at least in, in the mid Atlantic, it's going to start to really pay off. We are going to find ourselves emerging from that. Like it, it's not an overnight thing, but I really feel like we've made a ton of progress there and, and I can see you agree. Um, uh, but that <laughs> I've always kind of thought about the other stuff like DEI and mental health and things along those lines more as like things we also ought to be doing because like, darn it, it's time that we, you know, uh, be, a, be, uh, you know, more forward thinking and just try, try to make your company. But I did not think about the direct linkage, uh, when it comes to the workforce puzzle. Mm -hmm in such a direct way until now. And so I thank you for that. That was a, it's, it's been a very useful um, process for me. I hope for, you know, probably all of the viewers are like, yeah, Chad really is a dumbass, but, but I, I'm, I'm just coming around to, it. and, uh, but no, I mean, not, not that I haven't seen, you know, some, oh yeah, but, but I, but that they're really actually fully intertwined uh, yeah. in, in a way that, uh, that I wasn't thinking of before. And so, when you talk about that symposium, every single topic uh, links together um, really nicely. So that's something if you're if you're able to get to, if you're in the area, you ought to go and check out. You say October 27th in College Park. Yep. Mm -hmm. Very good. Awesome, uh, Stacy. What do we got uh, aside? I in, like. I wish I could hear the whole. We'll have to talk offline. <laughs> no one's to hear my garage. How you got out? How did you get out? <laughs> <laughs> By luck. <laughs> <laughs> It's not pretty. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't see any good questions here, but I had a lot of comments. Um, and I get this question a lot, and I know you deal with the students a lot. So when you're going and having these workforce developments or speaking with the kids or giveaways or expos or something like that, is is there any items of choice you can recommend? Because contractors always have a hard time figuring out, you know, cause they don't deal with kids on a regular basis, what kind of items they should get to get kids, you know, pumped up. Hmm. I don't know. Do you see any trends or. I don't think, I mean, I don't, I will say that we did an activity in which we, um, we made slime, but kind of made it like it was concrete. Um, we put like gravel in it and that kind of stuff. So I don't know if like slime is a big thing. I don't know if you could put, and I've seen that where um, like thinking putty or something like that had the logo on it and it was like something to hand out and it was something that they would actually use. Um, okay. But if you, if you handed it with also something about the industry that, like I said, if it was slime that looked like concrete, maybe that was something that's for like the younger kids. That was like sixth grade. That was a huge hit this summer with the summer camp we did. But when it comes to actual stuff, I mean, I'm not a huge believer in like tchotchkes, tchotchkes. for kids, right? Yeah. I mean, they just, I feel like they're, unless you spend a lot of money on something, it's kind of trash. trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So as contractors too, we also get asked like not only to bring like tchotchkes or candy or something, but um, come up with an interactive activity that's related to construction. Have you seen anything like that, that a contractor brings um, that can get kids engaged, hands-on, that's safe? Yeah. So there's um, like, in addition to the slime that I mentioned, we actually had the kids build slime Um, up there's Somebody's mentioning the construction trading cards. Actually, NCCR sells trading cards um, on buildyourfuture.org. So you should be able to get trading cards there. That's kind of a cool thing. Um, But also we've done um, like a Lego uh, build. Um, The National NAWIC Education Foundation has Block Kids, um, which is a Lego building competition, but you can scale it. Um, We've done it at trade shows and career fairs before. Um, and then Procore actually has something that's probably a little more extensive that you can't really do at an actual, like a trade show. But if you go into a classroom um, and you bring some computers and some tablets with you, um, or the kids, we actually did it with um, Camp Newick this summer. The kids actually used their own devices and downloaded Procore on it. We did a whole like build a construction, build the Procore headquarters out of Legos. Um, it's a set that they'll give you uh, for free the Procore Education Foundation. It's called Brick by Brick. It's pretty awesome. And so they're using, in addition to using Legos to understand how the project, there's a superintendent, a project manager, and tradespeople. Um, they're also learning how to use Procore uh, at the same time. Nice. Thanks for that. didn't know that. Yeah, you mentioned um, Build Your Future. That is a great resource website uh, nationally for anyone. And they have um, different activities and stuff that you can purchase. So I know some people in the comments here were saying they visit schools and send out their engineers and things like that. So, um, definitely a good resource. I don't know if you have any other website resources because you don't want to have to reinvent the wheel. I think that's what a lot of contractors get so overwhelmed with. Like Chad was saying, you have 30 people and then you're like, Oh my God, what kind of materials do I know? You don't have to do that. There's websites like your organization and build your future. And you can just purchase these things and bring them with you and help you. Even, you know, the local associations usually have resources or presentations. You don't even have to redo a presentation. So yes, we actually um, have a presentation template that we've put together to help um, guide um, someone through that guest speaking activity because same thing, I'm, I'm not, it's not going to be filled with um, information about the industry because it's prompted to, to tell your own story, but it's super simple. Um, kids don't want a PowerPoint presentation, but to have something to help the present presenter um, prompt what they need to talk about. Uh, we worked with um, Building Congress and Exchange to put that together um, here in Baltimore. Um, they've been a huge supporter of ours and um, it's been pretty, it's a pretty simple, how, How'd you get here? What kind of training did you do? And what are some really cool projects you've worked on? And what like advice to your future self kind of thing? And it's been uh, or past self, uh, but yeah, it's it's been really helpful for us. We've um, we worked with Kenwood High School uh, here in Baltimore. They were trying to increase their number of girls in their um, carpentry and uh, I think plumbing programs. And we just did a, a lunch and learn targeted on girls. We brought them Chick-fil-A, a handful of women from the industry. None of them were carpenters or HVAC or plumbing or anything like that. They were just women in the industry. Um, and they, oh, they 
beat all the goals that they had because they, these girls saw women that were yeah. successful in the industry. So just one hour um, yeah. could potentially have changed a, a whole bunch of lives. And just quick last question. When you, um, you're seeing the kids, is there any like one topic that really gets their attention or they're excited about, like if it's a piece of technology or a specific trade, even is there anything that just every time you talk about it, that's where they get the most excitement from? So uh, a handful of career fairs we've gone to, we will mention the fact that you can be a drone pilot at 16 years old. Um, you can get your FAA pilot's license and that blows all of their minds. And the fact that you can be in construction and be a drone pilot, they get really excited about that. Um, and then also Trimble has that um, robotic dog spot, um, yeah. which even videos of that like gets them really excited. So if you can get spot to come to wherever you're at, they get really excited about that too. So anything technology related, um, I think is a game changer for us. People aren't thinking about technology when they think of construction. And there's so much technology in this industry right now, I mean, especially in the last like five years alone. I think back to when I started and we barely had emails <laughs> 20, 22 years ago. Um, we were still using typewriters in some places. And it's just kind of crazy to think where we are now as an industry. And, and, and we're just talking about technology in the context of hardware in that story, yeah. not even the software applications yeah. where, you know, some of our, some of the, some of the best programmers and, and data, you know, data scientists and things like that uh, are being recruited by need to be recruited into uh, you know, the construction industry for what the future of this, uh, of this industry holds. So um, awesome conversation. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for joining. I, I want to take a quick, while you were talking, I, I was doing, I was playing the Stacy role and reviewing all the comments because I never get a chance to, and and so I was and I was going through there. I do want to just uh, really highlight um, uh, George Nash, recent guest and um, uh, you know good good uh, friend. Um, he's uh, specifically called out an opportunity for real life girls in construction on October twenty second in Roanoke, Virginia. Um, so that's, that, that's an opportunity. If you're sitting here watching this, if Roanoke is handy, uh, that's something that, uh, you might want to, uh, consider just tossing that up for consideration. So awesome. if you want to learn more about that, connect with George Nash from branch builds. Uh, and, uh, and then another comment, which was also George and Mark, uh, commenting George Nash and, and Mark Drury, uh, another past guest and good friend, uh, commenting on, um, the fact that when you send people out, Send people that aren't George Nash and Mark Drury, who are who are uh, thirty to forty year veterans in the building industry, as I think all all they're saying, uh, if I could say that uh, that way. But try to send uh, your youngest staffers. Try to send women. Try to send you know people that feel more. Try to send people who are you know with diverse ethnic backgrounds. Um, you know who, who have this ability to um, you know be I guess a little bit more representative and a little bit more easy to to uh to connect with for for the youth if you're really trying to attract the youth you, you want younger people that you know are just getting in the industry and and That's it's right. good for them too to practice their public speaking skills in front of like a younger audience um yeah all right awesome that's it. I just wanted to take a moment and call out those specific things because I think they are our big takeaways. So Jennifer, any uh, parting words? Uh, thank you again so much for being with us. Anything that you want to uh, say to close out? 
Um, just follow us on uh, YouTube and LinkedIn. We've uh, build your build your path is our YouTube channel, and then uh, MCCI on LinkedIn. We're constantly posting opportunities for um, webinars and other ways to engage with the with the industry. Awesome. Build your path on YouTube. Uh, thank you so much. I'll check that out. And uh, uh, Stacy, anything uh, for Jennifer before we let her go? No, I'm so sorry I was late today, but great discussion. And thank you for joining us as always. Thanks again. See ya. Thanks, Jennifer. Have no, a great one. Bye. Um, so uh, Stacy and I are going to uh, kind of talk through um, what's coming up immediately. But before we do that, Stacy, I wondered if you had the Steel Toe Communications marketing tip of the week for contractors. Yeah, sure. So two things based off today's discussion, we talked about suicide and construction. I just want you to be uh, careful when you're posting or marketing about this topic and not promoting suicide and construction, but instead thinking about resources on how to help and address the issue, not really just share, you know, a lot of people just take the easy path and share the stats, but that kind of scares people right. away from the industry. You don't want to do that. You want to talk about change and how, what benefits are you providing at your company to help address the issue? Um, that would be my first uh, tip. And real quick, second tip that relates to this discussion. I just redid my website and on my website, I have AEC Kids and I'm promoting um, all STEM related and construction related um, nonprofits throughout the whole US. So if you have anything that you don't see on there, it's very elementary. I'm just starting to work on it. Please send me that link and I'll add it to my website. The purpose is to have one home base where you can look for any event um, to help promote, you know, careers in construction for 18 and less. Awesome. What, and uh, what's your website? Uh, steeltoecommunications.com. Excellent. Steeltoecommunications.com. Um, all right. So next week, the huddle continues on Tuesday, October 11th at 9 a.m. Eastern. We're going to have Hillary Ghent, who's the general counsel for Davis Construction, joining us. I have recently had an opportunity to uh, see and hear from Hillary in relation to a topic that I didn't know was as near and dear to my heart uh, as it is, uh, which is wage theft. And uh, what contractors, what's the reality of the wage theft environment today? what contractors are doing to protect themselves against, um, you know, pretty massive fines and litigation. And, uh, and then also just, you know, why is it happening? What are the sources and how do we start to get to a place where uh, wage theft becomes a thing of the past? So that is going to be the discussion next week. Please join in. It will be uh, highly engaging. I am confident uh, because um, uh, basically uh, you know, Hillary is uh, brilliant uh, on the topic and dealing with it in a very real world way today. And, mm -hmm. um, and I'm just all fired up about it. So I can guarantee it'll be interesting. <laughs> all right, so, um, uh, Stacey, any final words before we wrap up today? Nope, that's all I got. Great discussion. Yeah, it was. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, best of luck with the garage door next week. <laughs> Thank you. See ya. Have a good one. See ya. Absolutely.